If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. You guys, it's Rick Tittle. All right, thank you so much, and welcome to another live week of video game talk. What is that? No, that was last night. Sports talk, back with you. Rick Tittle, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. I'm back in the saddle again. December 19th. That's right, it's a live show, so come on in. If it's not uh, 9.07 Pacific time on December 19th, it's a rerun, but uh, you're in. So let's talk some sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quidditch, roller ball, chess, checkers, rugby, cricket. <clears throat> this is why we're all here. 1-800-878-PLAY. Had uh, two pretty huge sports events yesterday. Obviously the World Cup final, which I thought was a snoozer, about 80 minutes. Unless you're an Argentina fan, this France was deer in the headlights and whole game was being played in their half. That doesn't really make for an entertaining game for me. But then it turned into a classic. Both teams scoring an extra time, going down to penalty kicks. We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about the wackiest finish maybe in the history of the NFL, in which my Raiders ended up on the right side of things. Start off the show talking about that as well. Then we have some guests as well. We have Susanna Callahan, Noah Stryker, Brett Helling, and Richard Fortas. We have New York comedian Kenise Mobley a little bit later as well. I'll tell you uh, my experiences from going to the Army-Navy game. I was in Philadelphia and uh, New York this past uh, week plus. But uh, good to be back and uh, taking your calls. We're on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. Also around the world, proudly on the American Forces Network as well. If you're in the military, I'm on your side. You're doing a good job. I was around a lot of military people, as you might imagine, in Army Navy. And uh, also, we are on sportsviolent.com. Any emails, rick at sportsviolent.com and CRN Digital Plus 2, the radio network too. We got three hours. Come on back. 
even putting back a few. And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower risk response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Hi, I'm John Smoltz, former Major League Baseball pitcher and current Hall of Famer. I've had the pleasure of seeing so many great products come and go, but the rope is the best I've ever seen. I promise you it's going to help the little leaguer, it's really going to help the big leaguer, and it's going to save those young arms from a lot of injuries. The rope trainer allows a player to grip an actual baseball or softball while warming up. So check out theropetrainer.com and see why Hall of Famer John Smoltz swears by it. That's theropetrainer.com. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153-800-943-2153-800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast. And around the world on the American Forces <clears throat> Radio Network. I, we Look, we got the World Cup. I got to tell, uh, tell you what uh, happened with me and uh, affiliate Army-Navy. I'd like to give you a little feel of what that was like. I hope everybody got a, everybody got a chance to tune in uh, Friday before last for my live show at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Always cool to 
sit down with all the uh, great guests that we had uh, in person. But with three seconds left to play uh, at the Raiders yesterday, the Patriots were tied. And the Raiders had a 14-point lead. And other teams know if the Raiders have a two-touchdown or more lead, they're in pretty good shape because the Raiders have thrown away two 17 and one 20 point leads so far this season. And so the uh, Patriots on their own, um, 43 yard line, they hand the ball off. And I was thinking, and I said out loud after the ball's handed off and I said, you might as well kneel uh, at that point. But (laughs) it just was one of the greatest things I've ever seen because Uh, the ball was being run and then more yards and more yards. And then now it's past the Raiders 30. And so uh, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, he's running the ball and he gets right about to the Raiders 25 and he laterals it back to Jacoby Myers. They'll handle your divorce too, Jacoby and Myers. Jacoby and Myers, he ran backwards 10 yards and then he did an overhand lateral back to Mac Jones. The problem was is that Chandler Jones was standing there. Now, the funny thing is, when you think about it, Chandler Jones, and I've watched the play about mm, 372 times so far. <clears throat> the problem is <clears throat> the when you when laziness is rewarded, as soon as the ball's handed off to Ramonde Stevenson, Chandler Jones dives at him and <clears throat> excuse me, Stevenson completely gets out of his grip. So it was a missed tackle. And did Chandler Jones get up and pursue like you're supposed to do, like any high school player would do? No, he just stood there. And like most, and that's not him. Most NFL players, I think, at the line of scrimmage would just stand there thinking, now the guy's, somebody else will tackle him. So missing a tackle and being lazy, and then the ball, <laughs> the ball is thrown to him. But Mac Jones is standing right in front of him. And Chandler Jones is a bigger man. Mac Jones is about my size, like 6'2", I would imagine. Maybe he's a little bit bigger. But Chandler Jones basically just looks at him, stiffs arms him, and Mac Jones goes on his back. And Chandler Jones then races 58 yards for a winning play. It's too crazy for words. I've never seen anything so stupid on a football field. And the thing to remember, too, is that the Raiders, for some reason, we always, I say we as a Raider fan, we always get screwed. The Raiders had a touchdown where Keenan Cole Jr. had his foot out of bounds, clearly out of bounds. And to me, you look at it for one second and you go, yeah, he's out of bounds. And the Raiders um, got that call and the, it went on and on. And I thought the longer this is going, the better it is because this is obvious. And I don't know what they're looking at. Clearly, like not even a little teeny bit, like I, I swear a quarter of his foot was out of bounds. And they say that the call stands touchdown. Wow. And then that, uh, and and I'll give Jacoby Myers credit. He stood up to the press. Like I, I watched the interview with the Boston media, and it's like six questions. Like, uh, what what was the call on that play? He's like, what was the call? It's like, um, just run the ball. Uh, why did Ramonde give it to you? He goes, why did he give it to me? Because he trusted me. It's not his fault. He he trusted me to do something smart with it. I tried to be the hero. I tried to be too much. You know, I'm paraphrasing. And uh, some guys say, did you know the score was tied at that time? He goes, yes, I knew the score was tied. I should have gone down. It's my fault. 
And then Bill Belichick said, uh, we made a mistake. <clears throat> yeah, made a mistake. But um, I haven't had a dog pile like that in a long time. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's not a pick six. It counts as a fumble recovery for a touchdown because it was a lateral. So it's not a pass. It doesn't matter. You only lateral the ball when you have no hope. You don't lateral the ball when the score is tied, you know, and it could be, you know, like a brain fart, like the Cavaliers, you know, oh, I thought the score was, you know, I thought we were up like, no, we're tied. I mean, there are, there are times when this happens sometimes when you have a complete mental breakdown, but you know, for me, when you hand the ball off, uh, because you're trying to run out the clock, there are about nine bad things that can happen. The only good thing would be if he runs for a touchdown and the odds are very low against that. And so why don't you just kneel? <clears throat> That's what I don't understand. And then, you know, people will kneel mount, will kneel more now, I would think so, Neil Young. The other thing as I watch it is apparently um, Mac Hollins was in at safety on the final play. I didn't see him because you couldn't see in deep safety, but I hear the announcement, Mac Hollins back on defense for the Raiders. I was like, what? But yeah, that 30-yard touchdown pass to Keenan Cole, I, I have no idea what, what they were looking at. But I can tell you that in a lost season for my Raiders, and I mean a lost season, that is the highlight. And I can't think of a... Um, a more amazing uh, ending. I mean, there have been some amazing endings, but I, 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 I can tell you this. I've never laughed and cheered simultaneously as much as I did right then because I couldn't believe the stupidity that I was watching. <laughs> I couldn't believe that the Raiders were going to win that game. And this is what happens when you're, when you're sloppy. And the Patriots were very sloppy. They had a, a punt that was blocked. Uh, and that was, uh, Raiders got a touchdown out of that. And so that would be another reason why they lost. <clears throat> they were playing pretty strong defense. You know, Derek Carr didn't have an amazing game. He had a couple of nice throws. They had some drops too, which are not his fault. But, when they needed an 81-yard touchdown drive with two minutes left and all their timeouts burned, they were able to do that. They had a fourth and 10 that he was able to hit Mac Hollins on. So when the Raiders needed Derek Carr, he stepped up. And this will go down as another you know, drive where he brought the team back in the, in the fourth quarter. But the Patriots came into the game with a winning record. And that's the thing that uh, kills them. And the only, I was watching and seeing the Raiders about to lose. I was thinking the only good thing about this is that the chargers are hating it because at the time it, the chargers were losing and the Patriots looked like they were going to win the game. And that would have put the Patriots ahead of the chargers. The chargers right now are the sixth seed. If you look at how it looks right now, the bills have the buy in the AFC, the two seed. If, if the playoffs started now, and we're getting close, Dolphins would be at Chiefs, Chargers would be at Bengals, who now quietly have 10 wins. Quietly, I think so. The Ravens would be at the Titans. 
kind of a throwaway game there. The Eagles obviously are the one seed in the NFC. The Commanders, yes, seven five and one, would be at the Vikings, and then the seven five and one Giants would be at the Niners, who have the best defense in football, ten and four, and then the ten and four Cowboys. We'll talk more about them. They would be at the Buccaneers. Think about that. The Buccaneers at six and eight. Once again, the Buccaneers at six and eight would host a playoff game. So we've seen some El Stinkos before. But think about this. Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta, they are all a game behind Tampa at five and nine in the ridiculous NFC South. All right, well, come on back. Your call's 1-800-878-PLAY. I'm Rick Tittle. Hedenberg, jedes Tal, Heimatland, du mein schönes Pfälzerland. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. 
That's 800-493-6118. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you very much. Don't interrupt me, please. Thank you. (laughs) What did I just say? Do you know who I am? You must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Wow, that's some crazy stuff, man. That's some wacky, wacky stuff. 1-800-878-PLAY to get in. 1-800-878-7529. Come on in and get heard. 1-800-878-PLAY. All right. We uh, need to get to the nitty-gritty. And that is El Copo Mundial, El Grand Final de la Copa Mundial. And um, getting back from New York uh, to my house at 4.02 a.m. And the game was going to start at 7 a.m., but what am I going to do? It's the World Cup Final, man. Man, got to do it. So uh, wake up. And, um, you know, honestly... I didn't really care who won because I'm not a big fan of either team, but I will say that I don't like Argentina very much because of the 86 final um, in which they beat Germany. Uh, I hate uh, Julio Borrachaga and those guys in 86. Um, but then again, do I want to see France go back-to-back? I love Hugo Lloris, the goalie, France captain, been the Tottenham captain for 10 years. But I also like Cudi Romero, who played every minute for Argentina in the defense. He's probably Tottenham's past defender. It's it's a best defender. It's amazing how many past and present Tottenham players were in this World Cup that <clears throat> only a Tottenham fan like me would see. Juan Foyt on the bench for Argentina, another former Spurs player, but, um, you know, it's just, I, I think the, the dirty tricks that the Argentines do, the, the play acting, you know, it's just, I understand in the sport that you have people who, you know, you, you try to buy a foul, but just, I come from America where we're more macho, like they don't do that also in England. They don't do it in Germany. They don't do it in the Scandinavian countries. But in the Latin countries, that's just part and parcel of the game is that you have to pretend that you got hit by a 30-06. And, and it sucks. And so Argentina does that a lot. And they also have very clever ways of giving you a Charlie horse or leaving their studs up to catch your knee as you go by. All these little dirty tricks they do. So I'm not a big fan of Argentina, the soccer team. But as I said, I don't love the French national team either, but I do love France. I've not had the pleasure of going to Buenos Aires and going to Argentina, but I've been to France many, many times, and I love France. I really do. So I got to say, I was kind of rooting for France. Kind of. But 
a World Cup that has had so much uh, negativity around it, you know, once the, the soccer starts getting played, you start to, <clears throat> as we would hope, concentrate on it. And I know the term sport washing has come up. I don't think anybody with half a brain watches a soccer game in Qatar and says, you know what? It's okay how they treat homosexuals and women and, you know, and their migrant workers. Now that I saw a really good game, I think Qatar is a pretty great place. Is anyone that dumb? Now, on the other hand, you could say they didn't deserve it in the first place, which they did not. They had a, a country with one city and then a bunch of suburbs. There are a million reasons why there should not have been a World Cup in Qatar. We know that. <clears throat> but still, it was there. And people say it's sport watching. Like, did anyone watch the master race at the Berlin Olympics and think, wow, Germany really is the – I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. I think if you have half a brain, uh, you don't think that. But the one thing that really saved this tournament was that you had one of the great finals of all time. And people saying, this was the greatest soccer match ever played. I'm like, easy. It's just this recency bias. Maybe it was for you. Maybe it's the first one you've ever seen. I'm not saying it wasn't a, a classic. It was. But I'm certainly not going to say it's one of the greatest games of all time. Um, is it in the top 10? <clears throat> Considering the magnitude of it, you have to put it in the top 10. It's a World Cup final. But we can argue about that another day. Kylian Mbappe is the best player on the French team. Lionel Messi is obviously the best player on the Argentine team. And they both lived up to their billing. <laughs> they really did. And, you know, Lionel Messi, eight years ago when they lost uh, to that uh, Mario Götze goal to Germany, he said, I'm never playing for Argentina again. He retired twice. Then they won the Copa America, and he's like, finally, I've won something. But in Argentina, you're not Diego Armando Maradona because you did not win the World Cup, Lionel Messi, even though it's only every four years <laughs> it's a team sport. That's why I think it's funny. It's like when they some they say some stats like they haven't done that in the last thirty years. I'm like, well, how many World Cups is that? You know, five or six. So, but as I said, these stars lived up to their billing, and Kylian Mbappe took three penalties in this game, two that counted as goals, and of course, in a shootout, it doesn't count as a goal. He did exactly what I would do. Now, I'm an old guy who never played for my country, but I always say when you take a penalty. You don't overthink it. Kick your best shot. And if you're right-footed, that should be to the left side, side netting. Kick a nice, crisp pass to the side netting. And it should be unsavable if you can get a little height on it. And he kicked the exact same penalty all three times. He didn't run up and pause and look and do a little dance and a jump. He ran up, He just, just like Harry Kane does. Now, Harry Kane will go middle, high, left, lower left. I mean, he, he will think about it because he has that ability. But I wouldn't trust anything but my best shot, and that's what he did. But some people were surprised that Di Maria started. To me, Di Maria is a goal machine. I don't care how old he is. I would start that guy uh, every time. But uh, the other thing that's concerning to me is that Didier Deschamps, who was a French defender and, and uh, about to win two cups as a manager. He looks like he's 85 years old. He's 54. The fact that I'm older than Didier Deschamps was also a kick in the taint uh, as well. 
But as I said, you look at Mbappe, who won a World Cup at 19 and now at 23 was the star of this World Cup as well, winning the Golden Boot as well. But Emmy Martinez had the game of his life. And if you think uh, the, the, what the best stop was as well, and, and I'm just talking about stopping uh, Kingsley Coman, penalty, who I saw score against Tottenham actually in the Champions League for Bayern Munich. But you just think about uh, uh, that save very, very late as the game's about to end with his foot. I mean, that was absolutely uh, amazing. But that French team still, I mean, if you take out Giroud and a couple others, they're still so young. Um, so, uh, you know, the penalties, people say, oh, there's got to be a better way. Of, uh, there's, no, there's no better way. If there was a better way, we would do it. So now you get a star over your crest if you win a World Cup. And uh, by the way, in the Serie A, you got to win 10 titles to get a star. Uh, in uh, MLS, you only have to win one <laughs> to get a star, which is lame. MLS, that's why the earthquakes have two. But Brazil has five. Uh, Germany has four World Cups. Italy has four World Cups. They've not even gone to the last two. Argentina now has three. France has two. Uruguay has two. Of course, that goes back because they were the first hosts ever. you got to go back to the 30s when Uruguay was winning cups. And then England in 1966, the only country with one solitary one. I picked England to win the tournament. If you look at the odds uh, before the, uh, the World Cup and you look at who was favored and uh, who was not, uh, Argentina was a 12 to one. They were a, they were sixth favorite. And when France, Brazil, Spain, Germany, Belgium, Argentina, Italy, England, Netherlands, those were the tops. And if you look down and think, where was Morocco? Morocco was a 200 to one. So you think about, we already have the odds for the next world cup, which have come out. Courtesy of my man, Jimmy Shapiro, Brazil now is the favorites, France, England, Argentina, Germany is still there, even though they haven't got out of the group the last two times. And if you're wondering about the USA, they're 30 to one to win the World Cup. 30 to one. They should be 300 to one. I don't understand. I mean, Croatia is 50 to one to win the World Cup. In the last two World Cups, this time they were third. They won the consolation game over Morocco. And then they were in the final last time. Why would they have longer odds than the USA? Because the USA just gets lots of love. We don't deserve it, but uh, we'll take it. If you want to throw down a punt and wait four years, Denmark right now is 66-1 to one to win the World Cup. But anyway, it was a great final. It was fantastic drama. Who knew that it would uh, – you know, I always love it when both teams score in extra time. It kind of reminded me – of the 82 final, and um, it was a classic. It turned out to be uh, a classic. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We come back, we'll have Susanna Callahan on the other side. Come on back on Sports Byline.
You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood, but did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. 
It's our pleasure now to welcome award-winning journalist, public speaker, and best-selling author Susanna Callahan to the show. And um, she's here to uh, talk about uh, her book, Brain on Fire, uh, which is uh, now in its uh, 10th year. And uh, it's, it's, it's Cahalan, isn't it? Not Callahan. I, okay. I thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I just looked at it and I automatically said, Callan, I'm so sorry. It's Cahalan, Susanna everyone, Cahalan. Everyone does it. I, please, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I caught myself there. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, take us back. You're 24 years old. You wake up in a hospital room. You're strapped to a bed. You can't speak. You have no memory. What on earth uh, happens after that? Well, um, you know, after that is the kind of medical odyssey <laughs> that would lead mm-hmm. to ultimately an explanation for how I got there. But, um, you know, how I got to that point um, involved a kind of slew of, of mystery symptoms, um, starting with kind of a depression, um, you know, a, a malaise, a lethargy, and then growing really, really quickly into a kind of mania um, and then kind of ratcheting up in intensity even more where I became acutely psychotic. I started seeing things that weren't there. I started hearing things that weren't there, weren't real. And um, I became actually violent and um, had to be restrained in that bed, in that hospital bed. Um, I was kicking and punching nurses. I was, uh, you know, removing, you know, um, IVs and trying to escape and had all sorts of ideas about being imprisoned and, you know, you know, ideas that I was being watched by the media and that the, that the TV was talking to me. And so that's what led to that being restrained in bed and, and, and waking up and not knowing where I was or barely who I was. Um, and it was, I would say, probably the lowest point of my existence of my life at that point. Getting the proper diagnosis and then your story reaching worldwide proportions and then literally saving other people's lives. What was the diagnosis? What was going on with you? Well, I had um, what was what is called a very kind of long convoluted name, but it's called anti-NMDA receptor autoimmune encephalitis. And that um, is, in short, where your body's immune system um, targets and attacks a certain receptor in the brain. That's a fundamental building block of the brain called the NMDA receptor. And um, you mess with those, um, and you can mess with cognition, you you mess with behavior, and you kind of, if you really get rid of those or really attack those uh, receptors, it can lead to coma and death. Um, So I was in the midst of that um, during that kind of height of my psychosis. Um, and then, um, when I finally got this diagnosis, um, I, I was the, I became the 217th person in the history of the world to get this diagnosis. And this diagnosis had only gotten its name two years before in 2007. So it was uncharted territory basically that, that I was at at that point. You were so close to having it be Cahalan's disease, weren't you? Oh God, I don't want that. <laughs> Well, yeah, we can laugh about it now, but when uh, Netflix made the movie with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, were you on the set? Did you see the script? Did you say that's wrong or that's right? How how involved were you, and how did you like it when it turned out? 
Well, you know, it was um, it was a really interesting experience, I will say. Um, I did get to um, look at the script, and I mostly I, I looked at medically if it was sound or not. You know, I didn't really care what they did with my story. In fact, I was kind of shocked at how much they kept to the original story. Um, I, I was I want I, I I wouldn't have minded if they changed everything about my specific story, but I wanted to make sure that the medicine was right, that the medical language was right. So I got that opportunity, and me and my doctor got to look at it um, before they uh, move forward. And I did get to go to the set, which I like. I saw some of the scenes of Chloe um, Grace Moretz um, being psychotic, become being as psychotic as I was, which was really trippy, I have to say, and really kind of surreal because um, it's someone playing you during a time you don't remember. There are so many layers of strangeness in that um, in that experience, and um, you know, it was hard for me to let go, and and um, it was kind of hard for me to watch it uh, on on different levels um, because I had imposed my own narrative on this time as a way of controlling it, and then I had to kind of give up control to someone else, um, and so that was hard. Actually, that was harder. To, I mean, I'm not complaining, but it was a strange it was a strange experience. I think watching that movie. Speaking with Susanna Kahalen, the 10th anniversary of her memoir, with a new chapter, Brain on Fire, My Month of Madness. When doctors were trying to diagnose you, they couldn't find anything, and they were just saying that you were partying too much. What was it about Dr. Najjar? What, what, what happened differently where all the diagnoses that came up with nothing that they found this? You know, it's, it, they're, they're kind of, the, the differences were so um, kind of nuanced and like, humane. He actually kind of listened to my parents, which um, a lot of doctors didn't really want to even engage with my parents that deeply, but he really listened to them as they kind of laid out the course of the illness. And he paid attention to all the little signposts throughout that many, um, many of the previous physicians had just seen through the kind of lens of their specialty you know, I had a lot of signs. I had something called tachycardia, kind of a high heart rate, changes in my heart rate. I had these abnormal movements um, with my lips, and my and I'd have kind of rigidity in my limbs. He was noticing all that. I had one-sided numbness at one point prior to my um, di- prior to my hospitalization. He had that. It was everything. The whole constellation of this very strange illness he had in the medical record for the first time. Everyone had seen it kind of piecemeal, but no one had put it all together. So that was one unique thing that he did that I think was really a breakthrough moment, breakthrough, and it led to him um, asking me to draw a clock, which sounds so ordinary, but it became key to the diagnosis um, was this kind of simple clock test. Um, and, and it was all because of how I responded to it. I had... Um, I drew in all the numbers very slowly. I could barely write at this point. Um, and I put all the numbers, 1 through 12, on the right side of the clock, leaving the left side completely blank, um, which showed to him that I was having a kind of – I only was seeing half of the world, and the right side of my brain was inflamed. So that was a key, a key moment for him. It's very interesting. So when they tell you, okay, you're healed, you can go home from the hospital now, that wasn't that easy, was it? No, no, I didn't know. Um, I could never have known. But for me, the recovery was the hardest part of the whole thing. Because, you know, I think for my parents to search for the answer, I was not very present. I don't remember a lot of that. I was very impaired when I was sick. 
but it's coming through it um, and not knowing where you are in the stage of recovery. Are you in the beginning of recovery? Are you at the end of recovery? Is this your new life? Are you on your way to a new life? Will you ever be the same person again? Um, will you go back to work? Will you, you know, will you get, have a family one day? I mean, I, you know, all these questions are looming and you, there's no, and there are no answers. And there was no, um, there were no, there were very few examples for me, even in the medical literature, because I was only one of 217 people. Um, so I did, it was, it was scary. It was scary to think, you know, maybe this is it, you know. When you have an autoimmune uh, disease like this that's attacking your body and now as you said you you had just a handful of people in the world do we now have better testing for this or are people still at a loss when someone comes in with symptoms that you had no what's been incredible so in this 10-year anniversary i've been able to look back over the last 10 years since you know well, it's actually been longer than that it's been 13 years since my diagnosis but 10 years since the book and the landscape has changed dramatically. There are tens of thousands of people who have been diagnosed with this condition since then. And it's not, I mean, it's still considered a rare condition, but it's not as rare as previously thought. And now, you know, these, the testing happens at very early stages. People are getting diagnosed in their doctor's office, you know, their general doctor's office. They're getting diagnosed in ERs. You know, there is, even just the test at the time when I was sick, there was only um, one place in the country that, that tested for this illness, which was at the University of Pennsylvania. You had to know to send the spinal fluid to this one place. Now, it's actually part of what's called an autoimmune panel. So if they're testing you for MS or they're testing you for lupus, this, this autoimmune panel, this is on it. So people are getting you know, diagnosed at much faster rates and Luckily, you know, having very good recoveries generally, though, questions remain because not everyone recovers as well as I did. Some people still die. So there are still mysteries involved with this illness continuing. And then, you know, when they say you're partying too much, I mean, how were you like dropping acid and and Molly and (laughs) drinking too much? I mean, were you really partying too hard? No. (laughs) No, that that emerged out of a, a mistake in the medical record. So... What, I mean, you know, I was 24. I was going out to bars and, you know, but you know, he, my doctor had asked me, how much are you drinking a night? And I had said about one or two glasses of wine a night. And he had written down one or two bottles of wine per night. <laughs> so that one mistake between glass and bottle really derailed my, my diagnosis and the way he treated me um, until I was finally uh, admitted to the hospital. So he really was saying, you know, dismissing it as kind of, she's working too hard. I was working as a reporter at the time, and she's partying too much. And um, that was not correct. I mean, I don't think I was. <laughs> Finally, this 10th anniversary, um, a new chapter. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, what's been great about um, this, getting this opportunity to look back is I can kind of talk about my, how my life has changed. That's part of it. But ma- mainly it's about the landscape of the field and how it's changed. And also this, the incredible life that the book has had since it came out. Like, it's not actually mine anymore. What's been amazing is that, um, you know, people have been diagnosed because of the book. That's been the most incredible thing is that people have gotten diagnoses. They have, you know, nurses and doctors have read my book and then given people diagnoses after reading my book. And incredible, I mean, I just can't even get beyond that, but what's also been this wonderful outcome 
is that I get, um, I've gotten contacted by people who've created their own artwork out of their own um, experiences with brain illnesses, not even just the kind that I had. So I get poetry, I get books, I get, I, I just wrote an album, like, you know, I got, someone crocheted me a brain hat. I saw this, a woman actually make a brain on fire shepherd's pie for a, for a pie <laughs> contest and won it. You know, it's been incredible how my story has kind of inspired other people to take something, you know, very traumatic in, in their own medical history or their own lives in general and create something out of it. So that's been a really wonderful outcome. Well, over a million copies sold. It is the 10th anniversary edition, Brain on Fire, My Month of Madness, by our guest, Susanna Kahalen. This is from Simon & Schuster in paperback. Susanna, thank you for coming on, and uh, congratulations. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate it. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Violet. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. 
Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Tatel is going to go to the air. He's back to pass. He throws deep to the end zone. Batted up in the air. Intercepted by Dan Connors. It was a deflection hit into the air by Willie Brown. And Connors came down with a pass, and the Raiders stopped the Chargers without six, without even three on that drive. about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. All right, thank you for that. Closing out hour number one of uh, two on the next hour, Noah Streichel and uh, Brett Helling and Richard Fortas will uh, join us. Third hour, J.D. Sharp and Kenise Mobley. Um, when you saw the uh, Argentina win the World Cup and the last player stepping up, it was just the unbelievably ugly tattoos, but whatever. But when you saw uh, Montiel, who had had a handball, he turned his back. That actually got the game tied in extra time. His elbow hit it, but sent Larice the wrong way. He just kind of slowly took off his shirt, and then he put his shirt over his face and started to cry. I don't think he understand the, the immortality you achieve when you're part of a World Cup winning team, you are basically immortal, not even on your own country, especially there, but all around the world. And then when you're the one to actually be the guy to put it in, it is something that uh, is, uh, it's the only thing we have that's worldwide. It's more worldwide than the Olympics because not everybody cares about Michael Phelps, but whatever. But th this is it. This is our world championship. And people say, should we have it every two years? As much as I would like to say yes now. It's every four years. It's just, that's the way we've always done it. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. News. I'm Richard Johnson. The final public meeting of the House January 6th committee is about an hour away, and the talk all weekend has been when the panel announces criminal referrals to the Justice Department, will that include former President Trump? One committee member, California's Zoloftgren, refused to confirm that last Friday. 
But she did tell CNN, be ready for some new information. We will be releasing additional evidence through our footnotes to what we are talking about in the report. And about that new information, Lofgren warns. There's some pretty bad things we discovered. What a difference a week in a Bahamas prison makes. Crypto firm FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is expected to end his fight against extradition to the United States to face a number of financial fraud charges. Bankman-Fried spent the last week in the Bahamas' Fox Hill prison. The days leading up to the Christmas weekend, we'll see another huge winter storm blast much of the USA. Meteorologist Frank Pereira at the National Weather Service says the worst of it Maybe just when you're in the car heading to the relatives. If you're traveling across the Midwest um, Thursday, Friday, um, you are looking at the significant potential for widespread uh, snow with strong winds all the way from the uh, mid-Mississippi Valley up through the Great Lakes. Service says about 55 of us will endure temperatures falling to zero or below over the next week. Five people are dead, a sixth seriously wounded in a shooting at a condo in a suburb of Toronto. Police say officers shot and killed the gunman. No word yet on a motive, what may have led up to the shooting, or the identity of the gunman. Music legend Billy Joel will not be doing his monthly concert at New York's Madison Square Garden until summer. He announced on social media a viral infection sidelines him for the next few months. Joel's been doing that monthly residency at the Garden since 2014. This is USA News. Today, those interested in maintaining healthy blood sugar glucose levels still have limited choices when it comes to good-tasting, thirst-quenching beverages. One brand expanding consumer choice for blood sugar-friendly beverages is Glucodown. Manufactured by publicly traded Glucose Health Incorporated, trading under the symbol GLUC, a leader in America's true growth industry, diabetes-friendly functional beverages. Glucodown's prebiotic fiber blocks the body's absorption of dietary sugars, moderates after-meal increases in glucose levels, and helps maintain regular digestive health. Every nutritious and delicious serving has no sugar, no caffeine, and is a great source of prebiotic-soluble fiber. All eight flavors are dietitian recommended to maintain blood sugar in a healthy range. Available at Netflix, online at walmart.com, and a top category choice on Amazon. For more information on the company, visit glucreport.com. To begin maintaining your blood sugar in a healthy range, visit Amazon and search Glucodown, G-L-U-C-O, down. The Twitter drama just keeps coming. The big thing over the weekend, Elon Musk putting his future with the company he owns to a vote. The controversial CEO posted a poll as a tweet on Sunday asking if he should step down as head of the social media platform. The majority of the nearly 10 million voters want Musk to exit his perch. A follow-up tweet from Musk, as the saying goes, be careful what you wish as you might get it. I'm Jerry Barmash. The latest count, more than 57% of those responding to the poll say yes, Musk should step down. About 42.5% say Musk should stay. This from more than 17 million votes cast in the very informal, very unscientific survey. The European Union's investigating Facebook and Instagram parent Meta for possible antitrust violations, specifically the airtight connection between Facebook and Facebook Marketplace, its online shopping service. The EU worries that in offering both services as a package, Meta will crush would-be rivals in the online classified ad business. Also, the EU is close to implementing a carbon border tax, a new strategy to help the continent become carbon neutral by 2050. EU countries must now comply with very strict emission standards. The carbon border tax will ensure that cheaper imports don't undercut homegrown industries. 
The first such taxes will be on imported iron, steel, cement, aluminum, and fertilizers. Rich Johnson, USA News. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Like five quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic, now just $33.95, plus earn double O rewards points. Extend the life of your vehicle, improve performance, and protect your engine against sludge and wear with Mobile One Full Synthetic at O'Reilly Auto Parts and O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Talk a little bit about uh, my uh, Army-Navy experience on the other side. As I was uh, talking about the end of the last hour, about becoming immortal, there's a great video clip, if you ever saw it. I saw it when it happened. Rashidi Yakini for Nigeria at the 1994 World Cup here in America. <clears throat> he scored a goal just as, you know, in a, in a regular first round game, but he scored a goal and he ran into the back of the net and he grabbed the net with both fists and he held him up to his face. And he just was saying something. He closed his eyes. He looked up. He just pressed the net into his face because he scored a goal in the World Cup for his country. And he would be remembered forever. <clears throat> Heck, I remember him. I'm not from Ghana. It's just uh, it's just the way it is. If you can get a World Cup goal. So to be part of a team uh, and then to score the winning penalty, it's just... Uh, and then, of course, if you choke, too, it ain't good either. You know, I always say if, a, if the goalie <clears throat> makes a fantastic save on my penalty, that's tough, but you can live with it. But when you, when you miss the frame... You know, you kick it over the bar. Harry Kane said for England, he goes, hey, that's sports, you know. I, he handled it great. <laughs> so he's like, what? That's that's sports. Sometimes you miss. You know, I talked to um, Wondolowski about that, too, about that 
you know, his miss against Belgium and what that would have meant for the USA had he hit that. And he says, you just, you just got to keep playing. I remember seeing Dan Petrescu in person at Stanford when he missed a penalty for Romania against Sweden in the quarterfinal. Just buried his head in his hands. And he knew that's all anybody would ever think of him. It's, uh, you, it, takes, it takes a lot of gumption to step up to that spot knowing what's on the line. You're on the fence of euphoria and complete, utter disaster. It's, uh, you don't get drama like that in any other sport. You just don't. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. we got another two hours. Come on back. Guys, are you getting up multiple times a night to use the bathroom? As we get older, so do our prostates, and that can mean urinary problems that affect our sleep and quality of life. Life is better outside the bathroom. Real Health's Prostate Complete can help you relieve those annoying and painful prostate symptoms. Available at Walmart or visit realhealth.com for more information and to order yours today. Try it risk-free with our 120-day money-back guarantee. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. Did you know that driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal? Driving high will get you a DUI. And if you're wondering if law enforcement can tell you're driving high, well, everyone else can. Friends? I can tell you drove high. Parents? I can tell when you drive high. Relatives? I can tell. You drove here high, didn't you? So what makes you think law enforcement can't? I can tell. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Moments like watching my grandson steal second mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever chills or other signs of infection liver or kidney problems are or plan to become pregnant or are breastfeeding common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts infections tiredness nausea sore mouth abnormalities in liver blood tests diarrhea hair thinning or loss vomiting rash and loss of appetite how is your car payment treating you what if i told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as 83 dollars a month Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. 
Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Coming up in the next segment, we will have Noah Stryker from National Geographic's Birding Basics. <clears throat> that over there is Larry Bird. That over there is Sue Bird. That over there is Jeff Bird. All right. So uh, last week, uh, USAA, I always think when you go on a remote, and I tried to do this in Philly too on the air, but you go on a remote, you're trying to give the sights, the smells, the sounds of uh, doing a show from the road. <clears throat> and once again, my thanks to USAA, and we had Wayne Peacock, the CEO on my show again. And I always tease like, this is the guest everyone's waiting for, but what are you going to do? The guy, it was on his dime, <laughs> the entire, all of us there. Um, and uh, so they put us up. It was kind of the, the same scenario as 2017, five years ago at the Marriott, which is connected to the convention center, which is in the old Reading Railway uh, Station. <clears throat> Huge, massive old train station that they turned into a convention center. And um, connected to the Marriott, as I said, right there on the bottom floor is the famous Reading Market. If you've got the closest thing we have in the Bay Area is in Emeryville, the Emeryville Public Market, where you have all these different food places all jammed together. But it's about 10 times bigger than that. And in 2017, when I first went, Philly was in the midst of a blizzard. The game was played knee deep in snow and it was still at Chile there, but it was nothing like that. Obviously, and I remember looking, it was 53 degrees in Philadelphia, and it was 52 degrees in San Francisco. But there's always this wind chill <clears throat> that Philly has that makes it feel a little bit colder. But um, <clears throat> what USAA does is they fly you in, and then there is – this is the only time I've ever had it, and now this is the fourth time I've done Army-Navy, so four times – where a guy is waiting with a little chauffeur's hat and the suit with my name. And then one time it was a stretch limo by myself. One time it was an Escalade. And two times it was an Escalade. This time it was a Lincoln town car. And uh, how dare they? No, the town car was really cool. And in the back there's all these, you know, you know, sir, you can, uh, there's individual controls there for your control. The radio stations are on my, it's okay. It's fine. <clears throat> nice guy. I wanted to tip him 10 bucks. I only had a 20, but whatever. It's on him. If you think about going to the airport, I mean, just going to JFK is over a hundred dollars from Manhattan. So 20 bucks, whatever. Good tip for the guy. Anyway, um, get there. And normally I get there late this time. I was there early enough where <clears throat> I could go to the Thursday night dinner. The Friday one is the big one after the show. And then there's a party uh, after the game on Saturday for the Heisman awarding. But the where they have the dinner, 
after the game. It's called Xfinity Live. And in Philadelphia, you have Lincoln Financial Field where the Eagles play. You have Citizens Bank Ballpark where the Phillies plays. Then you have the Wells Fargo Center shared by the Flyers and the Sixers. And it's kind of like one big parking lot. And in the middle of all that is this huge building called Xfinity Live. It's this massive bar with screens and <clears throat> like literally look down as hundreds of people. I say look down figuratively, not literally, but uh, no, the other way, literally not figuratively because we're up in this kind of like VIP uh, area. But when I got there on Thursday, um, you know, I checked in, got my swag bag and everything. No $50 Visa gift card this time. It's an outrage. And um, that's where the um, the dinner on Thursday was going to be too. And it's not a great place, but it's free yinglings and free food. And I thought, oh, I'll go. And then we were going to go right back after the game on Saturday. And I thought, you know, the last bus back would be like 10 o'clock. I thought, I don't want to be stuck way out there by the stadiums. And so I didn't go, actually. I just kicked around Philly and I went to um, McGuillan's Bar and some of these other places and just uh, watched the Raider game. <clears throat> and this is the thing about living on the East Coast. First of all, during the winter, everything is dead. And I mean, there's not one leaf on one tree. There's like almost no evergreen trees. And they're not just dead. They're like haunted house, bent over, burnt black and brown. It's just a very, very stark. This is why people walk around with frowns. <laughs> it is physically, it is physically very ugly <clears throat> nature-wise. Uh, on the East Coast. It just is, at least in the Northeast. It's just ugly in the winters. Everything is just gone. But uh, hanging out in – I love Philly. It's just the city with some stank on it, as I like to say. But, you know, went and looked at the Liberty Bell again, and I was going to go in the Revolutionary War Museum, but I had already done that. And so <clears> – <throat> but this is the thing about the East Coast – and I remember talking to my old friend Joe Fordenbaugh, who's from Philly. I'm like, so when you wake up on a Sunday, you have to wait till one o'clock for the first football game? He's like, yeah, I go, that's outrageous. That's a disgrace. I would hate that. How horrible. I wake up here at 10 o'clock is the first football game on a Sunday. So the Raider game on Thursday night didn't start till 8.30. 8.30. It's like 6 o'clock, and I'm, I'm such a Californian. I'm like, where's the game? Where is it? And then it's seven o'clock and now it's eight o'clock. I'm like, the game still hasn't started. <laughs> so you have to wait till eight 30 for the football game to start, which means it's midnight when it gets over. There were so many times on this trip, I'd look up and I'd see a game on and it would be like 1130 at night. I'm like, is this a rerun? I remember I was getting ready to go to this show and uh, I looked up and there was a Niner game on and McCaffrey's going crazy. And I'm like, is this live? This isn't live right now. And it's like, no, no, that was a four o'clock East coast time for that Niner game. So it's almost seven. It's pitch black. And I'm like, this is a Niner game that's on. I don't know. I, I couldn't get my head around it cause I'm not very bright, <clears throat> but, uh, at the convention center, um, you know, they really do. I think I'm, I was the only guy that was a solo show. Everybody else is three guys. And like the next to me, it was Rick Neuheisel. 
he was with two guys. And then he came back going, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Luckily, it wasn't my table. But I remember when I worked at 95.7, Rick Neuheisel was with the Pac-12 network. This is like 2011. And we had to move him. We said, can we move you one segment? And uh, he said, never call me again. So we never did. We were banned by Rick Neuheisel, former UCLA quarterback, Colorado head coach. Um, but it's all, everybody has three guys. Almost every group has a former athlete. And it's just the, the jocularity and the yuck-em-ups. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, he never did that, blah, 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 whatever I said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could not stand to do sports talk like that. I'm much too cerebral. No, it's just, it's just this nonstop locker room talk. And that's fine if that's your thing. Uh, I'd rather talk about um, birding basics, <laughs> which is coming up next. We will do that now. But uh, it was a cool show having everybody on. It, it's hard, you know, as I said, you got, uh, you know, Darren's trying to coordinate with Jimmy who's, you know, and then Daniel's on the board. And then I got this guy, Paul, who's my engineer there. And their clocks were the 1530s and 45. My clock is 12, 25 and 40, which meant almost every segment I was going to begin without a guest. And then you bring them in hot, but, uh, we pulled it off and, Thanks to everybody back home that we got her done. I got more to talk about, but we got to talk about birding coming up next on Titillating Sports. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 
800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. All right, I feel bad about that. At least it wasn't a bird because our guest uh, with us now is National Geographic's Noah Stryker. He's here to talk about his bird, Nat Geo's Birding Basics. It's a fun, inspiring guide to the art, craft, and science of bird watching, and it combines practical know-how and his expert knowledge as well. Noah, welcome to the show. You know, we sometimes hear the term, or maybe we haven't, spark bird. What is it, and what was your spark bird? Oh, well, yeah, for a birder, a spark bird, generally speaking, is a bird that you see unexpectedly or in circumstances that you weren't predicting that even when you're not a birder, reaches out and grabs you somehow, (laughs) metaphorically, (laughs) and... From then on, forever after, you are interested in birds, you have become a birder because of this amazing experience. And birders have all kinds of stories about spark birds. I think, for me, I got interested in birds when I was really young, when I was in fifth grade. My teacher put a bird feeder on our classroom window, and we would try to identify all the black-capped chickadees and red-breasted nuthatches and evening growth beaks that came to it, and I was hooked. But then, a few years later, when I was in high school... I saw an episode of the David Attenborough series, TV series, Life of Birds, and he goes out into this jungle with a piece of old rotten meat to attract turkey vultures and was very successful in the show. And when I saw that, I just thought it was the coolest bird feeding idea ever. So I just got my driver's license. I was like 15, went out, and I found a full-size roadkill deer carcass, threw it in the trunk, drove home and dumped it in the front yard to see how many turkey vultures I could attract. And sure enough, like 40 of them showed up the next day and spent the whole week sitting on the roof of our house, which I thought was amazing. I don't really know what 
my mom and dad thought exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so that I think more than anything sparked my interest in bird behavior. So my spark bird was the turkey vulture. <laughs> Is there any bird uglier? Well, I suppose it depends on the admirer, <laughs> what you consider ugly. I I think when you see a turkey vulture flying, especially, they are very elegant, the way that they can make use of any little thermal and glide for hours at a time without ever flapping their wings. Up close, admittedly, a turkey vulture is pretty ugly. They don't have any feathers on their head, so they just have this red skin, and they kind of stare at you with these weird sunken eyes. <laughs> But yeah, and, and in their defense, they, they probably think I'm pretty ugly too, right? <laughs> um, so I'm thinking about things to do during the pandemic and bird watching. It really kind of grew, didn't it? It's amazing over the past two or three years how many people have got interested in birds. It's like the one thing that wasn't shut down. You can still go outdoors and be in nature. And so there's this whole new crop of birders that have come up just over the pandemic. That's been one of the great benefits, I suppose, of everything that's happened in the last couple of years is now lots of people are paying attention to birds in ways that they hadn't ever before. You know, I wanted to ask you this too, because a few years ago at the Masters Golf Tournament in Georgia, um, someone watching on TV were hearing birds that were not indigenous to that area of the world and they called uh, the um, uh, Augusta National, and they said, we're guilty as charged. We were piping in music. Could you hear something and say, that's not a yellow belly warbler? I mean, would you be able to um, no, notice I was, something? <laughs> I had not heard about this, but that sounds um, typical, unfortunately. Oh, when once you become a birder and you recognize bird sounds, especially... It just ruins, like, Hollywood movies for the rest of your life because inevitably some <laughs> sound editor is like, oh, I got these clips and it's birds, so we'll just stick them in the background. But they never think about, like, where the movie is set and what season it is. So the birds are never right. <laughs> it is a minority of the time that the bird species you hear in typical movies actually would be occurring there at that time of year. It just drives me nuts because it would be so easy to put the right ones in. No doubt about it. All right, so getting started, I would say, number one, binoculars. What is the first thing we need? I mean, technically, you don't even need that. You just got to walk out your front door and look up at the sky to appreciate birds. But, yeah, two pieces of gear will get you a long ways, and that is, first of all, a good field guide that covers the birds of your area pretty comprehensively so you know what you're dealing with. And then a pair of binoculars, and not just like some dusty pair of binoculars you get from an attic that have been sitting there for the last 50 years. <laughs> Do yourself a favor, binocular technology has gotten really good over the past 10 or 20 years, so get a modern pair of good quality binoculars. It should only cost a couple hundred dollars, and that should last you a lifetime, and um, you'll be able to the birds in front of you is it also the kind of thing because you know it's funny even as a sports fan i i love you know i played tennis and i love soccer and it's like well those those aren't very macho so do you get people who are like big game hunters and they're like bird watching that's for old ladies is it trying to overcome that stigma a little bit i think there was this stereotype for many years of birding as a 
sort of uh, fuddy-duddy activity, retirees in beige-colored outfits traipsing around with funny hats and so on. But really, now, birding, you can't even define birders and pin them down because the great thing about birds is they really are found everywhere, so anyone can get interested in them. And um, these days, the quality and ease of information online and in field guides and all over has become so widespread that just lots of people are getting interested in birds. There's lots of young people and all kinds of diverse backgrounds, and you you just never know until you start talking to someone. Oh, yeah, I'm a birder. (laughs) And people will actually admit it, which I think is also sort of a new thing these days. (laughs) Well, I think about... You know, you've got um, thousands, if I'm not mistaken, of, uh, you know, species of of birds. And did you go one calendar year, you saw more than half? Yeah, that's correct. So I don't know if you saw in 2011, the Hollywood movie, The Big Year, which was with um, Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and Steve Martin playing bird right. watchers. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. worth watching if you have not experienced that piece of Hollywood history. But it was based on a true story of three birders who did a big year in the U.S. and Canada. And then a few years later, in 2015, I took it to its logical extreme and did a birding big year worldwide. So. I did 365 days of nothing but look at birds in 41 countries across all seven continents. And by the time the dust settled at the end of the year, I'd seen more than 6,000 species, which is about 60% of all the birds in the world. It was quite an adventure. Wow. What is your holy grail bird that you have not found yet? There is a bird in the Philippines called the Philippine Eagle which I went looking for. I went to a remote part of Mindanao Island in the Philippines in a rainforest and spent a whole morning trying to seek out this very endangered raptor. There's only a couple hundred of them left. It's the national bird of the Philippines. They are so large that they catch monkeys and small deer. And I just never quite connected with it. You would think such a big eagle would be easy to find, but... There's not that many left, and they tend to hide pretty well in the rainforest. So someday i got to go back to the Philippines and properly track down a Philippine eagle, just one of the most spectacular birds in the world. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now with that big plume of hair. It's very interesting. It looks like it's got hair gel, um, 18 pounds of family (laughs) asapitridae. How do you say the family? Yes, that's uh, the family of raptors. (laughs) And the classification is Pithecophaga, Faga? Oh, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, and um, uh, we have less than uh, 30 seconds. Just what's your favorite bird? It might be just something like a robin. What is it? I have a special soft spot for penguins, of all birds. Mm. I first went to Antarctica in 2008, and I've been back almost every season since. I just got back. Two days ago, in fact, from a little more than a month in a remote Antarctic field camp looking at emperor penguins. And if you ever get the chance to go see penguins in the wild, it is uh, just another one of nature's most amazing spectacles. 
That's fantastic. It's Noah Stryker. He's the guy. National Geographic's Birding Basics. Uh, tips, tools, and techniques for great bird watching. You know that Nat Geo has fantastic photography and expertise from the best, which is what Noah is. Noah, congratulations on the book, and uh, thanks for coming by. Well, thank you so much, and happy holidays and good birding. Yes, and uh, you too. And um, is he gone? Because I won't talk about when I was a kid with my BB gun and my pellet rifle, I Shot about 500 birds. I don't do that anymore. I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back with rockers Brett Helling and Richard Fortas. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCOVID19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call Pack Rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, Pack Rats. Call 800 569 7208. 800 569 7208. 800 569 7208. That's 800 569 7208. Hi, I'm John Smoltz, former Major League Baseball pitcher and current Hall of Famer. I've had the pleasure of seeing so many great products come and go, but the rope is the best I've ever seen. I promise you it's going to help the little leaguer, it's really going to help the big leaguer, and it's going to save those young arms from a lot of injuries. The rope trainer allows a player to grip an actual baseball or softball while warming up. 
so check out theropetrainer.com and see why Hall of Famer John Smoltz swears by it. That's theropetrainer.com. Uh, thank you for that. That's a little bit of the new single, Kill Me to Keep Loving You, from the supergroup uh, Hellings. And uh, we're quite happy now to be joined by longtime rockers Brett Hellings and Richard Fortas uh, with us. And uh, Brett, first of all, let's start with you. How did this all come together, the supergroup, man? Well, how, how are you, Dan? Thanks for having us and everything. And, um, well, it's an interesting story. It was uh, it was an idea that we had um, in COVID era. Um, um, I was working with a, a man named David Davidian, um, a good friend of mine who who's uh, Al Cooper's tour manager, and um, we've been working together for a while. And I was also working with Tommy at the time. He was remixing some of my older material, and we were developing a relationship. And during the time, a lot of the guys that are playing on the record. Um, are usually always on world tours and doing amazing things. And at that time, they weren't, and they were available. And uh, we send them some of the stuff over. David Davidian particularly uh, picked certain people out that he thought would gel well together, that the personalities would, and, and also just for great players that he met on the road and whatnot. And he called them up and uh, gave them some of my own material, and they seemed to, to dig what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, um, we found this place in El Paso, Texas called Tiger Ranch Studios, and we all kind of joined together and went down there and made a record together. And that's kind of how it went. And, and uh, it was just a unique opportunity um, where nothing was kind of really happening within the music industry, especially with the touring or making records, that we had the opportunity to do it. And, and that's where you get the results of uh, what you're hearing now. So. Very cool. And Richard Fortas is with us as well. Richard, of course, been with Guns N' Roses a long time. Richard, what's it like when you do these kind of collaborations and and uh, just get the, the creative juices flowing like this? That's uh, a great experience. It's, it's very, uh, first of all, it's, it's just wonderful to be able to play with that caliber of player. Um, and to do it in an environment like that where you're in a residents basically um all living together and just focusing on the music 24 hours a day is uh, a great opportunity and it's something that doesn't really happen that much anymore you know most of the sessions and albums that i work on are done remotely everyone does their parts in their own studio and it's great to do it old school where everybody's in the same room looking at each other playing over ideas and yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. And, and Brett, this all kind of, I mean, Alice Cooper's radio show, Nights with Alice Cooper, he kind of like gave you a little push, didn't he? He did. He definitely did give me the push. It's kind of where 
I got uh, David Davidian's attention from, and um, yeah, he played he played me. I had a, a person, their, their program director at the time, and still is, I believe. Uh, Catherine um, heard my stuff and sent it over to him, and he gave me a little shout out and uh, played uh, one of my older um, singles here to have a good time. And um, it was it was pretty heady to hear uh, Alex Cooper say your name and give a little background on the band and how it all came together. And uh, I've never met him, but um, I've I've, uh, I've heard great things about him, and I know a lot of people that are close to him. And I've I've seen him twice now since uh, <laughs> since he put me on his show, and he's put on such a great show, such a classic. Um, front man and, and classic show that still stands this time. You know, I think about it too, Richard. This is mixed by Tim Palmer, and you think about all the people he's worked with, Robert Plant, Bowie, YouTube, Pearl Jam, and then you get it mastered by Howie Weinberg. Guy has a Grammy working with Nirvana and Prince. And I think a lot of people, they they don't realize what goes on with, with the mixing and the mastering, and it's just all such an amazing collaboration. So what's it like when you get these two gentlemen in it? Uh, Howie, Howie I've known for many, many years. Uh, we go way back um, to our days when we were both living in New York City. Uh, we used to hang out quite a bit. And Tim and I have worked on quite a few projects together as well. Um, so when names were being, uh, when they were looking for names for mixing engineers, Tim was the first guy that I thought of. Because he's perfect for this. I mean, he's worked with the Stones. He's just he's just a classic English mixer. You know, by the way, we're speaking with Brett Hellings and uh, Richard Fortas here, the uh, new signal uh, single, Killing Me to Keep Loving You. You mentioned the, you know, COVID-19, and we were all locked up for well over a year and so isolated. And I know as it started to uh, dissipate, knock on wood, it's dissipating. I've been trying to see as many shows as possible. I don't think I've gone to as many rock shows as I have in the last year. I feel like I'm <laughs> going to like two a month. And is that just kind of like people are just yeah. dying to get out there and hear some live music, right? Oh my goodness, yes, I would agree. I, and and uh, uh, I I have as well. And it's it's something that we as uh, music lovers or anybody just that is into music you know it's one of the best things to see a live rock concert there's nothing like it and and i think we were all feeding for it in, the, in a certain sense when you know the restrictions were lifted and and I've, i even got to go see guns which is really cool um when it was kind of uh, on the just being lifted with rich and 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 which um, gave me a couple of tickets, and it was just amazing just to see a lot of music back, especially that band, and, and I've seen several shows since then, and, and it's just something that we all need, I think, as a culture, and especially in the rock and roll genre, just seeing those guys get up there and make it real and live and, and, and see the camaraderie and the classic material. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's almost like water, you know? <laughs> it's a necessity. And, uh, you know, Richard, you've been around long enough to know when someone's a rock star, when someone has it and someone just doesn't have it. So when did you look at Brett and you're like, I got to work with this guy because he has it? Uh, you know, originally I heard the material and I thought his voice was really strong. And I thought the original ideas that I heard for songs were great. Um, I didn't see him live until after we had worked together, but... 
talking to Tommy and Dave Davidian, um, I, you know, they were both like, "Hey, this kid's a star," you know, and that <laughs> that was good enough for me. I mean, there were definitely they know what they're talking about, and they've been in the business a long time. The thing too, Brett, when you get all these uh, rock and rollers together. So much experience and so many different ways of looking at things. The creative process, you know, you can really get into a situation where you're bumping heads where a guy might say, this isn't going to work or that sounds dumb. Why did it flow so naturally? Why were you guys just like from day one such a, a great collaborative effort? Well, um, I think it was easy because I just listened to everything they had to say. <laughs> they were just, <laughs> just so good. Uh, you know, you don't really screw with something that is already so good and they know what they're doing and, and, and you trust them and you trust them with your material and, and some of your babies. And, and also it was just very, very natural in the writing process, probably one of the most natural um, a telepathic sort of thing that was happening with everybody because everybody's ideas was respected and everybody's ideas came in um, a loving way and a respectful way and and uh, they always seemed to work and if it wasn't really working we worked on it until it did but it took very little time and I just remember on on a certain song called Borderline that uh, I think we're going to release Rich just changing. Um, and, and making the song uh, such a different vibe and feel from what the original was, but so much better. And and it was hard for me to even like let certain ideas, is that demoitis as Tommy calls it, go. But when you just when you trust someone, you know that they're they're going somewhere. And and w- with that sort of caliber of experience, you just you let it go. And everybody had that. Everybody had a say, and no one was. Um, you know, putting up roadblocks and and or you know, like expectations. We just let it flow, and and it really shows in the record and the vibe. And uh, one I more think a lot of that you. also has to be credited to Dave Davidian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he really he handpicked everybody and knew that we would all get along and gel well together. And he was he was absolutely right because I had never worked with uh, Billy Sheehan or Kenny Aronoff before, and uh, man, it was uh, it just everything was very natural. Everyone got along great. Yeah. Last question for you, uh, Richard, and that is, you know, I'm in my 50s, so I grew up with 45s and albums and cleaning my stereo, making sure the needle didn't scratch anything. And then we went to CDs, and then everything's digital. And here we are now; we're making vinyls again. When you think about trying to put things out, and and uh, you know we used to have album debuts, now they drop. The terms have changed, but for you to stay present, you know, putting out singles, getting on on you know Spotify or Pandora, whatever it is, it's just w- whatever gets the music to the consumer, right? Yeah, it's it's really become you know the days of the album. I don't know. It's, it just seems like people are less and less concerned with that and are just looking for new music in any format and as quickly as they can get it. So it seems like people are putting out singles and sort of focusing more on that. I know with uh, Guns N' Roses, that's what we've been doing. We've just been putting out, you know, a song at a time. And then we'll, after a few, we'll put, put them all together and put out an album. I think. 
All right, everybody, make sure to check out. We'll play a little bit more on the way out. Kill Me to Keep Loving You uh, from Hellings, and you can go to hellings.band for more info. We've been speaking with Brett Hellings and Richard Fortis. Congratulations, you two, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having No doubt. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Bob. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb.
middle always goes commando. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. We just got a couple minutes left. Um, there was a disturbing case, uh, Amari Stoudemire. Whenever I hear the name, I think about how when the rumors were that a young Steph Curry was going to be traded to the Suns for him straight up. And I was like, no, 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 please, no, no. He was the first guy we heard about the keyhole surgery and how maybe it wasn't going to work. But apparently uh, he got arrested, Amari Stoudemire, on Saturday for punching his daughter in the jaw. And um, we don't know which daughter it was, but one is 17 and one is 14. But uh, apparently the police report was in public. The daughter and um, her grandmother were having some sort of discussion. And apparently um, the teenage daughter was very sassy. And she was talking back, quote-unquote, and had an attitude, quote-unquote. And so Stoudemire uh, allegedly slapped his daughter in the face, and her face was filled with blood. And then Stoudemire's ex-wife showed the pictures to the police and were upset because she received, quote, a whooping from him from being disrespectful and a liar. So <clears throat> this is the way... Um, like when I was growing up, if you did that in public, somebody would say, hey, what's going on? But no one would call the cops. If you were disrespectful, you got a slap across your face. Um, and I'm not condoning it at all. But, I mean, Amari Stoudemire is a massive man. I imagine is how big his hands are. Um, but, uh, you know, Stoudemire was a great player for a while. You know, he was on that bronze medal team in Athens. If you want to think of <laughs> at least he showed up for that. But he had to pay $1,500 bond just to get uh, released uh, from jail. But this is the way it is. Are teenagers sassy? Yes, they are. You know, is a teenage girl going to be sassy? Yes, she is. That's what they do. And you don't like it. And it ain't fun. But you know what? You were once a teenager, a boy or a girl, and you also were a sassy little SOB too. It's just what they do. You'd like to think they don't do it a lot, but a lot of times it's no excuse, but they can't help it because teenagers are sassy. <laughs> and you don't walk over when you're seven feet tall and slap them so hard that you're going to draw blood. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he had to go to jail for five minutes and pay just to remind him that that's not the way you treat things, you know, and, and that at some point we have to stop the trend of beating children for misbehaving because that's been going on since Cro-Magnon, right? I, I think so. But as I said, even if you feel like slapping a sassy teenager across her face, you can't do that. It is wrong, okay? Did he learn his lesson? I don't know. I would hope so. All right, we have another hour to go. 1-800-878-PLAY. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on in on Sports Byline. <laughs>
USA News. I'm Richard Johnson. The final public meeting of the House January 6th committee is about an hour away, and the talk all weekend has been when the panel announces criminal referrals to the Justice Department, will that include former President Trump? One committee member, California's Zoe Lofgren, refused to confirm that last Friday. But she did tell CNN, be ready for some new information. We will be releasing additional evidence through our footnotes to what we are talking about in the report. And about that new information, Lofgren warns. There's some pretty bad things we discovered. What a difference a week in a Bahamas prison makes. Crypto firm FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is expected to end his fight against extradition to the United States to face a number of financial fraud charges. Bankman-Fried spent the last week in the Bahamas' Fox Hill prison. The days leading up to the Christmas weekend, we'll see another huge winter storm blast much of the USA. Meteorologist Frank Pereira at the National Weather Service says the worst of it Maybe just when you're in the car heading to the relatives. If you're traveling across the Midwest um, Thursday, Friday, um, you are looking at the significant potential for widespread uh, snow with strong winds all the way from the uh, mid-Mississippi Valley up through the Great Lakes. Service says about 55 of us will endure temperatures falling to zero or below over the next week. Five people are dead, a sixth seriously wounded in a shooting at a condo in a suburb of Toronto. Police say officers shot and killed the gunman. No word yet on a motive, what may have led up to the shooting, or the identity of the gunman. Music legend Billy Joel will not be doing his monthly concert at New York's Madison Square Garden until summer. He announced on social media a viral infection sidelines him for the next few months. Joel's been doing that monthly residency at the Garden since 2014. This is USA News. Today, those interested in maintaining healthy blood sugar glucose levels still have limited choices when it comes to good-tasting, thirst-quenching beverages. One brand expanding consumer choice for blood sugar-friendly beverages is Glucodown. Manufactured by publicly traded Glucose Health Incorporated, trading under the symbol GLUC, a leader in America's true growth industry, diabetes-friendly functional beverages. Glucodown's prebiotic fiber blocks the body's absorption of dietary sugars, moderates after-meal increases in glucose levels, and helps maintain regular digestive health. Every nutritious and delicious serving has no sugar, no caffeine, and is a great source of prebiotic-soluble fiber. All eight flavors are dietitian recommended to maintain blood sugar in a healthy range. Available at Netflix, online at walmart.com, and a top category choice on Amazon. For more information on the company, visit glucreport.com. To begin maintaining your blood sugar in a healthy range, visit Amazon and search Glucodown, G-L-U-C-O, down. The Twitter drama just keeps coming. The big thing over the weekend, Elon Musk putting his future with the company he owns to a vote. The controversial CEO posted a poll as a tweet on Sunday asking if he should step down as head of the social media platform. The majority of the nearly 10 million voters want Musk to exit his perch. A follow-up tweet from Musk, as the saying goes, be careful what you wish as you might get it. I'm Jerry Barmash. The latest count, more than 57% of those responding to the poll say yes, Musk should step down. About 42.5% say Musk should stay. This from more than 17 million votes cast in the very informal, very unscientific survey. The European Union's investigating Facebook and Instagram parent Meta for possible antitrust violations, specifically the airtight connection between Facebook and Facebook Marketplace, its online shopping service. The EU worries that in offering both services as a package, Meta will crush would-be rivals in the online classified ad business.
Also, the EU is close to implementing a carbon border tax, a new strategy to help the continent become carbon neutral by 2050. EU countries must now comply with very strict emission standards. The carbon border tax will ensure that cheaper imports don't undercut homegrown industries. The first such taxes will be on imported iron, steel, cement, aluminum, and fertilizers. Rich Johnson, USA News. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Like five quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic, now just $33.95, plus earn double O rewards points. Extend the life of your vehicle, improve performance, and protect your engine against sludge and wear with Mobile One Full Synthetic at O'Reilly Auto Parts and O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Hour three is underway. Waiting to hear on some of these storylines for uh, National Signing Day. You would imagine that uh, Colorado is uh, primed to make a splash with Deion Sanders. He flipped the Notre Dame running back commit Dylan Edwards. And elite pass rusher Tausili Akana. The number one prospect in Utah, he came in for a visit in Boulder. The number one prospect in the state of Nebraska, Malachi Coleman, who committed to the Cornhuskers, has now taken a visit to Boulder. Vakari Swain, one of the top athletes from Georgia, has been in town. They've had nearly 20 visitors the past weekend, some of them in the portal, including uh, now... Uh, Travis Hunter, who was the number one guy in the nation, the six foot one speedster who was uh, fantastic as a DB at Jackson State. Two interceptions, 10 bra- uh, pass breakups, a fumble recovery. And then playing at wide receiver, he went both ways. He also had four touchdown catches uh, as well. Uh, and so now uh, he, uh, of course, when he went to Jackson State, that was the biggest moment they said in the history of the school. Well, now he wants out. And that's the thing. Jackson State, 
nice knowing you now that uh, Deion Sanders uh, has left. But we'll see. Alabama is always going to be at the top. Uh, apparently, they said that Florida, Florida State, and Miami are all going to have big classes as well. But it's really about NIL right now. And you think about Brian Kelly at LSU, Mario Cristobal at Miami, Lincoln Ryle at NS at, uh, at USC. It's uh, these guys can offer huge NIL benefits for these kids. You think about not just getting free education, maybe playing in the NFL and playing in bowl games, but how about uh, two hundred thousand dollars? Your name, image, likeness—that's all on the table now as well. So we'll keep our eye on that. 1-800-878-PLAY. Rick at Sports Violent is the email. As I said, we have another hour, so come on back. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need 
Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. That's right. Welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us wherever you're listening, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It is 11-12, and that's when we check in with one of our friends from Pro Wagering and ProWagering.com. It is our main man, J.D. Sharp. And uh, J.D., as as you probably remember, I'm a lifelong Raider fan and ended up doing pre and post on the radio, and I still love the team. I always will. And it's a lost season for sure, but... I've never celebrated and laughed simultaneously so much on the stupidest play I think I've ever seen uh, to see Chandler Jones, who missed a tackle and didn't pursue. Now he has a what's called a fumble recovery because it was a lateral for a touchdown. Uh, but is that that's something that we fans love? But does that kill bettors when they see stupidity like that? Uh, I mean, honestly, that that's one of the craziest plays you will ever see in in sports ever, <clears throat> and. I have to think that we'll we'll just go to we'll go over the play. So there's one second left in the game, I think, two seconds left in the game. They they hand the ball off to Ramondre Stevenson. And he's like, and which which is not a stupid play because either he scores a touchdown or he gets tackled and they go into overtime because the score is 24 to 24. Stevenson runs for like 25 yards and then laterals it to Jacoby Myers, and apparently in that moment. Myers and Stevenson, I don't know if Stevenson didn't know what the score was or how overtime worked. And then when he passed the ball to, to Myers, that, that, that same lack of knowledge like went to Myers too. And then Myers decided that they had to score, and this was a latter play scenario, and overtime and absolutely nothing. So Myers throws it backwards to, I want to say he was trying to throw it to Mac Jones, honestly, yep. the quarterback, which would be absolutely crazy, who was the least athletic player outside of the offensive line on that team, so that would have been a weird scenario. And then Chandler Jones intercepts it like very, very easily. It's a, it's a horrible throw. He picks it off. He trucks Jones like he's nothing, runs for 60 yards, and gets a touchdown. So I have to think that Stevenson didn't know what the score was, and then for some reason, whenever Myers got the ball, he just forgot what the score was as well and decided that it was time to win this game right now. Either that or the NFL may actually be a little not on the up and up. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you say. think about it, and as a Raider fan, we always feel like we got screwed, and Keenan Cole, half his foot is out of bounds. I, I don't know how in the world that was called a touchdown, but uh, but I'll take it. Now, looking at other uh, pathetic uh, scenarios right now, as we're getting close to the end of the season, the uh, Buccaneers at six and eight would host the Cowboys at, at ten and four. Now we've had times when division winners have been eight and eight, but in this seventeen uh, game uh, season now, the best we can hope for is that the Buccaneers win three in a row. Otherwise, they're going to be a sub five hundred team. But as a division winner, they're going to be hosting a team. Your thoughts on the Buccaneers at six and eight with three teams behind them, all at five and nine? 
You know, it's uh, the Buccaneers are a really strange team because Brady doesn't look like Brady, but he's actually having a really good year. He's got 3,900 yards, 20 touchdowns, and seven interceptions, and they can find the score a little bit. He hasn't had a lot of his players all season. He was missing Vita Vey. He was missing Jamal Dean, missing a couple of corners yesterday. Um, he, he still has a pretty good arm. You know, in, in a game like that, I'm, I, I do think, just to answer your question, I do think that they win the division. I don't think that the Saints or the Falcons, especially not the, the Falcons, they probably won't win another game. Uh, the Saints maybe could. I, I like what I've seen from from Dalton and Rashid Shahid, the rookie from the Saints. He's, he's been pretty impressive. But Lattimore's hurt. I don't think he's going to play another game this season. He's got this weird internal injury that, for whatever reason, has, has affected him for about half the season. Um, but, you know, in, in that game, if that scenario were – now let's keep in mind that Dallas, to make the playoffs, still has to beat Philadelphia this week. That's a 3.30 game. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a huge – that'll be probably the most watched game of, of the year. And it's not even Monday Night Football or SNF. It's, a, it's, a, it's going to be an afternoon game on Fox. Uh, I think they could probably get it done, but if, if the Buccaneers were to play the Cowboys in the playoffs, I think the Buccaneers would win that game. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, you saw it against the Jaguars. He's not that good of a corner. He's a, he's a playmaker. He gets a lot of interceptions, but he's out of position constantly. A smart quarterback like a Trevor Lawrence or especially a Tom Brady can easily fool him, and they don't have Anthony Brown. Um, Deron Bland's their number two cornerback. They, they, just, they just don't have what they need, in my opinion, to, to beat a good pass, a good passing offense. So, hey, I'm on, I'm on, I don't yeah. care. Uh, yeah. So, the, the, yes, I'm on, the, I'm, on, I'm on a call. Please stop. Okay. okay. Uh, they're on a, yeah, sorry, my, my wife just kind of came in and uh, interrupted me a little bit. But, hey, um, somebody wants no, some money in a there, scenario JD. like that, I think that the, the Buccaneers would actually win that game outright. I, I think that the Cowboys, Dak, Dak's not a gamer in my opinion. The Buccaneers defense is good enough if they're healthy, and the Cowboys would have a really tough time defending the Buccaneers' pass offense, even with a 45-year-old Tom Brady. All right. Are you good for one more question? I have, Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. All right. I want to get you divorced over this interview. Um, no, we're the... – no, we're, we're... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So when I, I think I about came, disappointing I, teams, I came back to help my so my wife is uh, she's pregnant, and I came back okay. to help her uh, wrap presents, et cetera, et cetera. You know, because okay. Christmas is in a couple of days, so I'm, I'm actually right. back. Hey, all right all good, man. That's all your biz. Just want to make sure everything's cool. Um, one more question for you: When you think about disappointing teams in the NFC, obviously Green Bay is one of them, but they right. love their coach. Nothing's going to change there. The the Rams. That's a Super Bowl hangover, but they love their coach. What about Arizona? Because Arizona has committed to Kyler Murray, so he's not going anywhere. Does Cliff Kingsbury survive a double-digit loss season? Um, I don't think Murray or Kingsbury should survive it. I think Murray should play baseball. I think a five foot nine quarterback is, is simply far too far too small for the NFL. I think he's a bit of a prima donna. Um, he, he doesn't really, he, he can't see over his linemen. He's, he's not, he, he just, and defenses, when he came into the league, the, the thought process was, okay, this is Michael Vick with, with a better arm and probably a much sturdier build. Uh, but, but he's, he's not even close to Michael Vick. Uh, the, the, the defenses, the coordinators have figured out that if you get a, a linebacker like a Devin Bush or Levante David, or in, in that, in that type of, you know, that type of six foot one, 230 pound linebacker that runs a four, 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 five, or, or a fast defensive end like Max Crosby, that you're going to be able to, to actually contain Murray in a scenario like that. So 
Uh, I, I think that they both should go, but but no, if Kingsbury doesn't, if they go four and twelve or four and thirteen or something like that, which it's which is possible, could take place. Uh, I, I don't think that Kingsbury sticks around, but but also you know, obviously Colt, Colt McCoy is not the answer. I don't think Kyler Murray is. I think that maybe you package Murray and a draft pick and try to move up in the draft and pick up maybe like a C.J. Stroud or one of those one of those top quarterbacks. Wow! Even if they gave me the forty. 40- your extension. He makes two and a half million dollars a game. Two hundred and thirty and a half million, one hundred and sixty million guaranteed. You think they're gonna just say forget it after one year? I honestly, I, I just think at this point that it's gonna be one of the one of the worst deals in sports history. But Kyler Murray, in my opinion, was one of the worst picks in a long time. I just, I just don't think he, I don't think he has what it takes. I don't think he has what it takes mentally, physically. I'm not a fan of five foot nine quarterbacks. It looks like he's gotten, he's, he's actually gotten heavier and he's lost a step. Uh, and, he's, and he has wide receivers. He has Earths. He has Hopkins. I and mean, he has AJ Green. Definitely, you can't say he doesn't have the weapons. He doesn't really have a great running back. You know, Benjamin and James Conner were a fantastic offensive line, but they have put weapons around him. They had Christian Kirk. They drafted Kirk for him, and they traded him to the Jaguars. And you see how he's doing over there. So yeah, I think that I think that if, if the Cardinals are smart, I don't know that they are, but I think that they should. If they're going to, if they're going to fire Kingsbury, they should find a way to get rid of Murray as well. Now, if, if there's even a suitor for him, because again. Name the last quarterback under five foot ten outside of Russell outside of Russell Wilson to make the Pro Bowl. Doug Flutie, thirty years ago. Uh, did he even make one? I think yeah, I think he made one. I think Flutie made but with one. The, with the Bills, it wasn't the Bears. All right, there he is, JD Sharp, Pro Wagering, ProWagering.com. JD on fire with his NFL picks. JD, great stuff, man, and uh, hope everything's going well, man. Oh, everything's great, man. Thanks, Rick. All right, that's. We have a free segment on the other side. Come on back on Sports Pilot. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. 
Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Are you 60-plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low-Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. Yeah, there's some doubt in your voice there. Coming up in the next segment, we will speak with uh, Kenise Mobley, and uh, she is a stand-up comedian. But we need to take a look at the NFL weekend, <clears throat> the crazy, crazy NFL weekend. And you think about all these games that are within one score. This is what Pete Rozelle always wanted. He wanted parody. Jacksonville 40 to 33 in overtime versus Dallas and the Cowboys had the Jags right where they wanted him down three scores 27 to 10 but Dak threw an interception inside his own 20 and then Trevor Lawrence three consecutive touchdown passes Trevor Lawrence looking like a number one overall pick that he is finally and the Cowboys defense made enough plays they did force Lawrence into an interception and a fumble but Prescott <clears throat> went three and out, and uh, they could have iced it uh, in regulation, but Dak threw another interception, a game-losing 52-yard pick six, and uh, then in overtime, a uh, you know the offense really needs to pick up the slack if the Cowboys want to do something. But the Jags, they could have tapped out 17 down. Why not? The NFC's top wildcard team. And nobody would have blamed them or even noticed, really. They're a team that, has had the first overall pick in the last two drafts still building, but Lawrence, he turned it on and, um, you know, starting to get some real top five quarterback level of play. Some of these games in between now and safety Ray Jenkins. I said that uh, pick six is a textbook example 
of a team just mentally shutting off like the Cowboys and letting the poorer team win. I saw it time and time again at the Coliseum when good teams would come in and they'd be like, ah, it's the Raiders, and the Raiders would win one of their five or six wins on the air because the other team just mentally shut off. New Orleans beat Atlanta 21-18, and the game went like every other Falcons game this season. Not great quarterback play, nearly unstoppable rushing attack, kept them in the game. 231 yards on the ground, 139 from Tyler Algier, who has uh, just uh, bulldozed his way into the national reckoning of good running backs now. The problem with the Falcons is that they were starting the Cincinnati quarterback, Desmond Ritter, who only had uh, one field goal that he led his team to in the whole first half. And he uh, wasn't great. He did come up with a clutch fourth and five late in the game, but Drake London then fumbled it away. The Saints' um, offense got off to a fast start with a couple touchdowns, but this was kind of an ugly game either way with a couple of also-rans. Speaking of which, Pittsburgh 24-16 over Carolina. The defensive plan was to shut down the run and make Sam Darnold uh, beat them, and that plan worked like a charm. And T.J. Watt and his friends teed off on Darnold, and the Panthers have been awful this season. They haven't been able to run the ball, and when they rush for under 100 yards, they're 0-6. Their defense couldn't come up with any stops. But here's the thing. If the Panthers would have won that game, they would have been tied for first place in their division. So now there's a three-way tie for second place, which is also last place. Kansas City, 30-24 win over Houston in Houston, the worst team in football by far. And this is another case of a team thinking that they've got the game won. And Kansas City made ugly mistakes. But they played the one team where you can make tons of mistakes and still end up winning. <laughs> right? The Chiefs lost two fumbles with both led to Houston touchdowns. And it just seemed like for once Patrick Mahomes was just hell-bent on not letting this be an upset. But the second straight week where the Texans looked like they were going to upset a team and they couldn't. And Davis Mills fumbled away the chance on uh, Houston's first offensive play in uh, overtime. But there aren't moral victories, but there is going to be a number one overall pick. In <clears throat> H-Town, Philadelphia over Chicago on the road. Any win on the road is a good road, is a good win. And uh, Jalen Hurts threw a couple of interceptions, which is not like him this year. He did run for three touchdowns, but it was that Eagle defense that kept him in. They sucked, uh, sacked Justin Fields six times, uh, fumbled the ball on three different occasions. And uh, Justin Fields, though, I, I would say the Bears don't need to look for a quarterback. I think he is the answer for now. But <clears throat> you think about the Bears giving up six sacks, almost all of them, Hassan Reddick bullying a guy named Alex Leatherwood, a guy who was supposed to be a second-round pick that Mike Mayock took in the first round, and the Raiders cut him, and the Bears fans probably wish he wasn't on the team now. Detroit over the Jets. Uh, Coach Dan Campbell, man, we're going to go on the road, and we're going to win this game. I know it hurts to hear this is how the guy sounds, man. But, you know, Zach Wilson looked like he was going to redeem himself, and Jared Goff was mostly forgettable as well, but the defense just showed up for the Lions in this game and Goff delivered on a pretty timely fourth down touchdown to put Detroit up late. 
But um, how about the Lions now streaking and back to 500? The Chargers beat Tennessee uh, in L.A. And the Titans, I, I don't know, are they just not good now? Ryan Tannehill injured his ankle on the first drive of the game. Now, Derrick Henry still ran for 163 yards. That's just what he does. But they were 3-for-11 on third downs. And now the Titans have to worry about holding off a Jags team in the South because the Titans are 7-7, seven and seven, Jacksonville 6-8. and eight. Justin Herbert threw a couple of early interceptions and uh, then had the game-winning drive with 48 seconds left. wasn't pretty, but they got it done. We talked about the Raiders win. What a win it was. And then Denver over Arizona. I mean, the Broncos' offense actually looked functional late. And this is with Brett Rippon in, uh, a, the nephew of a guy who uh, we've had on the show, Mark, a few times. But Denver's offense was mostly thanks to Latavius Murray, who I once interviewed at Raider headquarters and one of the offices. And he commented that he wanted a grape Monster drink like mine. That's what I remember from that interview. Nothing else. Sorry. But when you get outgained by the Broncos offense, you're not going to win. The Cardinals just stunk in this one. Cincinnati over Tampa Bay. This is on the road. And this was one of the worst meltdowns Tom Brady's ever had because the Buccaneers were up 17-3 to in the second half and then absolutely completely fell apart. They turned the ball over on their first five possessions Failed fake punt, turnover on downs, interception, fumble, another fumble, another interception. The only upside for the Bucks is that all the other teams in the NFC South also stink. So it's 6-8, they're in first place. The Giants won at Washington, which I would not have predicted, but the Giants needed that win so badly, and they put a lot of pressure on Taylor Heineke. Kayvon Thibodeau, probably the biggest player of the night, strip sack, Heineke, returner for a TD. This is a guy who was my favorite player in the draft, basically, he and Sauce Gardner. But if the Washington Commanders miss the playoffs, Tyler Heineke might end up pointing to this loss as the one he personally regrets the most because he lost two fumbles, and that one fumble, as I mentioned, for the touchdown, that was, that was kind of a killer for them. But... This is on a night when the commander's defense limited to the Giants to very few yards on offense. It was a winnable game, but you turn the ball over, and that could be the difference. If they do make the playoffs, Washington's going to be need better play from a guy like uh, Heineke. But this, this just shows you, too, when you think about these quarterbacks you have to have, right? You have to have Marcus Mariota. You have to have... Sam Darnold, you know, you have to have these guys who are just getting benched left and right. And then these no name dudes are stepping in and playing well. I mean, it's, it's amazing that, you know, when people talk about Brock Purdy being missed or irrelevant, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of Iowa state. Now Iowa state ain't USC or Notre Dame or Michigan, but they're still play big time football and they've been playing big time football for like a hundred years. So should we really be surprised that the best quarterback in the history of Iowa State is actually okay <laughs> and he's actually all right? Probably not. But you just hear Mr. Irrelevant, you know, oh, that guy sucks. How about the 9 million guys that didn't get drafted at all? You know, and then you look around and sometimes you see a big strapping guy like Joe Flacco. I want that guy and he works out. And sometimes in that draft you see a guy from the Mac like Tony Romo and you're like, why would I want him? And so I've, I've said it once and said it many times, quarterback is the hardest position 
to prognosticate from what you see on the field. And look at Andrew Walter. Andrew Walter in Arizona State broke all of John Way's Pac-10 passing records. When the Raider draft, Raiders drafted Andrew Walter, I was over the moon. He stunk. It's a completely different game when you go from the college ranks to the pros. And it's just it's just so hard. And that's why when you trade, like the Niners had to have Trey Lance, you know, and you just think about how good they are without him and what they could have done with those three first-round picks. They won't worry about that at all if they win the Super Bowl, though. All right, when we come back, Kenise Mobley right here on Titillating Sports. This report is sponsored by Coca-Cola. The impossible just became possible. Real Coke taste with zero sugar is now available at participating Burger King restaurants. This holiday season, fuel your shopping hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich. It's sizzling sausage, fluffy egg, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich or chicken fries are your fave you are in luck because all burger king menu items pair perfectly with an ice cold coke zero sugar it's the perfect no sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything tis the season for coke zero sugar and the rest of the year too because coke zero sugar is not just for the holidays you can enjoy it all year long since you rule at participating u.s burger king restaurants I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. 
That's 800-761-9334. It doesn't really matter. I I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world and American Forces Radio Network. We're waiting on our guest. And uh, when we get her, we will throw her promptly on the air. So I was at the last week in uh, Manhattan. And uh, those of you who were listening to uh, my shows last week, I had on a uh, actor who was in a new play called The Collaboration. And um, I very much, um, without any um, shame whatsoever, I said, hey, how about a free ticket? He's like, sure. So I went to Broadway to see the play. And um, it uh, stars uh, Paul Bettany, and uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. But we do have our guest speaking in New York City. We have the lovely and talented stand-up comedian, Kenise Mobley. And uh, she has released uh, recently her brand-new full-length album, Follow-Up Question. This is her debut album. Kenise, exciting times for you, huh? I have never gone through this process before, and it's pretty wild. It's nice to hear uh, what fans think. Uh, Normally, I just hear what they think because I'm in a room with them, but now it's also on the Internet. I love the fact that with, you know, Seinfeld said there's no grad school for comedians, and it doesn't matter your ethnicity or your nationality or sexual orientation, whatever. If you're funny, like, we'll, we'll find you. So I always wonder... Like when I was 14, my friends and I, we thought we were all hilarious, but, you know, we didn't become stand-up comedians. When did you realize that, hey, I can keep doing this, I'm pretty funny? Uh, Probably after my first open mic, uh, I got a really good response the first time I did it, and so I decided I would keep doing it. Um, I mean, in my friend group, I'd always been kind of, like, funny. I was definitely the one to, like, kind of make a joke, but off to the side, like with my hand cupped around my mouth, so it was only to a few people. Um, So I had this suspicion that I was funny in that way, Uh, but when I first attended an open mic in a room full of people that I didn't know that didn't have any reason to laugh at me besides the fact that what I was saying was pretty good, uh, I thought, hey, I should probably do this. Don't get me wrong, after that I did bomb a lot for years, and I had to work to get better. But certainly doing well my first time let me know that this was something that I could do. So for you, when you think about like that mic and most people who try it, 
can't do it either because they don't have the talent, they don't have the staying power, they don't have the material, or they just don't have the the commitment. So what what was maybe, can you think of your low point where maybe you did a mic or no one's listening, no one laughed, uh, maybe you got stiffed on the check? Was there a time when you're like, I don't want to do this anymore? I don't think there's been a time that I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I think definitely performing for a room full of uh, 60-something-year-olds in uh, a more rural part of Massachusetts, I thought, I don't think I'm for everyone uh, because they their life experience is fundamentally different than what I often talk about, and I don't think that they appreciated my sense of humor or its darkness or dirtiness. So I definitely thought, wow, I don't think I'm for everyone, but I never thought I don't think this is for me. And the other thing, too, is, you know, you can't judge a book by a cover because you look so wholesome and all-American, and people are probably, like, maybe disarmed when you come at them with some hard-hitting comedy, huh? Yes, that is, even from the first open mic, they were like, based on, I mean, also, I will say my style is probably business casual as just a baseline. That's how I normally dress. Uh, People often think that I'm going to church when I'm just existing. So... Uh, I do think that that played into it when I first got up there and they were shocked that I was saying dirtier things because I looked so much like I was going to church. <laughs> so, I, you know, were there, I think about people that you, uh, you opened for and, um, you know, I love Greg Proops. He's been in studio with me many times as, and, you know, W. Kamal Bell, another uh, Bay Area uh, guy as well. Were, were there anyone... Um, that, that took you under your wing, and then conversely, were there anyone that kind of didn't treat you so well? Uh, no one's treated me poorly, which I'm very lucky. I also, um, I wouldn't say I've been told that I'm prickly, but I'm certainly opinionated. And so I think that some people who would potentially treat me poorly know that I am less likely to enjoy said treatment or be silent about it or take it well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am lucky in that respect that I haven't had anyone uh, treat me or treat me poorly or be mean to me or like hurt my career because they didn't like me personally that I know of. I mean, sure, it could be happening behind my back, but I, I haven't heard of that. Um, I will say most people I perform with, they're just nice people. They're like, hey, I'm here to do a job, and then they do the job, and we chat a little bit. I haven't formed like crazy connections. I will say one person who's really been exceptionally supportive is Marina Franklin. Uh, mm. She's been on Comedy Central. She's at the Comedy Cellar all the time. But she has been really supportive in uh, giving me suggestions. And I just recovered from a stroke recently. She sent my mom flowers. Just super nice. Um, so I will say she's been the most supportive of anybody. I love Marina Franklin. She had her own health scare, uh, as we know. Yeah. And my favorite joke of hers is when she's talking about the new pronouns and she says, uh, she said, I sound like a runaway slave. Is they down by the river? (laughs) 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 She's great. Yeah. Well, you know, I just spent a week in, in New York going to the cellar and the fat black and, and, you know, I, I just love it. Uh, the strip Gotham, all the great clubs there. When, when you start getting passed at, at some of these clubs, like who are some of the people that were wrecking you, the, like the marinas of the world? So I honestly don't perform at those clubs very often. I will on like runoff shows, and I stayed probably mostly at the stand. But mm-hmm. mainly I do Brooklyn stuff, independent rooms. There's a, 
this is so dorky and I accept this. There's a it's a club called Caveat and they have comedy stuff, but it's usually with like a science bend or like a just a nerdy bend and I'm there all the time to the point where the staff all know me. Um, so I don't do the clubs as much, but I do perform frequently at particular venues. So I do get the benefit and the joy of like getting to know the host, getting to know the type of audience that's there, really feeling at home when I'm on stage at those locations. Is that the one that's like off Houston, Caveon? Um, yes. I think if you go off Houston, you turn on to Clinton and it's there. I am so rarely on Houston that I'm like, wait, which one's Houston? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it is pretty, it is in that area. Well, that's like right near the East Village stand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get my bearings here right. Um, have you ever done the Bell House in Brooklyn? I do the Bell House all the time. I'm actually doing the Bell House. Uh, they have 51st jokes coming up uh, at the first week of January. And so it's going to be me and 50 other comedians, and we all tell a new joke for the year. And it's always a fun time because there's so many comedians hanging out, and you get to see friends that, honestly, you haven't seen sometimes in an entire year. Uh, so I'm really excited about that show. But I've performed there many times, yes. No, it's very cool because um, I saw Kyle Dunning in there. It's kind of a hard place to get to, but... Anyway, we're speaking with Kenise Mobley, the new album follow-up question. What, why did you pick that name, and what other name did you almost pick? So I picked that name, follow-up question, because of my style of comedy is very much so uh, based on asking the audience questions, uh, interactions that I've had with people just generally. Uh, so before doing stand-up, and before I worked, I did stand-up after working in startups for a long time, but the first thing I did in college was I worked in a research psychology lab, and I majored in psychology. So I'm very interested in human behavior, which leads me to ask a lot of follow-up questions when I'm performing. So I didn't aim to have uh, an album that had a lot of crowd work in it, but it is naturally my style. If someone interjects during a performance for me to ask a question because I find it such a fascinating thing to do. <laughs> um, and if I were to choose any other album title uh i think one that we discussed was i'm sorry mom <laughs> because it is a fair number of uh dirtier jokes and i do want to apologize to my mom because she's mentioned on the album and it's it's a little ridiculous <laughs> where did you go to college and what did you study so i went to north carolina central university it's a historically black college in durham north carolina if you mm -hmm. were to in the old terminology when people are like oh, on the wrong side of the tracks. there is literally a set of train tracks that runs through the center of Durham and then there's the side that like Duke is on and I think more rich people are on and then there's the side that Central is on uh, so it was kind of like in a rough area it was fun though I enjoyed going there but I majored in history and psychology because again like human behavior is very fascinating like I understand studying other things but we're all here and we're all human and we all have to experience each other. And it's so fascinating, the things that make us do what we do, the reasons why we think what we think and how that's developed over time. I love that stuff. I studied history, too. And uh, I think about, uh, are you also kind of a, co a comedian nerd? Like when you think back at uh, the, the people that came before and, and uh, you know, can you sit down with like, I, that's what I like about Mark Norman, too. Like he, he knows every comic that ever existed. Are you kind of fascinated with the biz? Yes. So I, I don't have that encyclopedic knowledge that I would say uh, Mark Maron has where he can say, oh, I know every comic that's ever lived. But I certainly, like, when I 
before I even started doing comedy, I was a big fan of comedy. Like in high school, I listened to comedy albums. I never thought it was a thing that I could do individually. But I then when I thought maybe I could do this, and I think I'm really interested in this, I started listening to stand-up albums kind of compulsively. And just like every day at work, I, I get it. I should have been working harder. I was at a text message marketing startup. So should I have? I mean, people don't like being inconvenient. But every day at work, I would sit there and I would listen to, on Spotify, a comedy album. And then I would listen to all of the comedy albums of the people that were listed as related artists so that I could just get a feel of, like, what were the trends in this? How do people normally talk about these things? How do these ideas flow together? Because that stuff genuinely interests me. You know, I think when I was a little kid, there was Moms Mabley. And, um, you know, once you start having kids, if you feel like it, Moms Mobley. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do her the disservice. I mean, I know she's passed, <laughs> but I, uh, I, 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 my mom made up my name as a combination of my twin sister's name and my father's name, and she didn't think about this. But it has pretty good SEO. I'm the only Tanisha Mobley out there, so I'll probably continue going by Tanisha Mobley. Yeah, on Twitter, you don't have to be Tanisha Mobley comedy. It's just Tanisha Mobley, right? It's just Tanisha Mobley <laughs> on all the platforms. <laughs> Everybody, make sure to check out her album follow-up question. It is Kenise Mobley, K-E-N-I-C-E, K-E-Nice. I love it. Congratulations on the album, and if you're ever in San Francisco, stop by the studio. I'd love to have you here. Will do. I'll be there in February for the SF Getcha. All right. We'll see you here. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byline. written a book, you can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 that's 800-485-6003 Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. 
Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 Hey, Packrat! Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, it, one of the first things I thought of was when, um, you know, the, the end of the Patriots game and the Raider game, I thought it was the dumbest play in the history of the NFL. And listening to the Patriots broadcast, you hear the color guy go, this is the dumbest team in the world. <laughs> But the first thing I thought of was uh, Bill Burr, and I thought, what 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 would he say? Because you know he's a huge Patriots fan, and um, and just uh, he just tweeted out, "I've seen it all." That's all he wrote. And then, of course, I got to say, the internet is very cruel. Twitter is very cruel. But some of the memes are are pretty funny. There there's no dark. There's no doubt. <laughs> people still. <laughs> Uh, are uh, <clears throat> are real, and um, it, you know, listen. As I said, in a very, very, very forgettable season that the Raiders had, the Raiders were actually a playoff team last year. They were actually a playoff team, and they. Uh, I will. I will take this. It was sort of like there was a season in Oakland when the Raiders were so pathetic, and they were playing the pathetic Chargers, and it was like. Nothing, nothing with a minute left. And then Wade, the late grade Wade Wilson threw a long bomb to James Jett. I just remember jumping up and down. I was like one minute of one second of joy in the entire season. That's what we're going for right now. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pack time.
I hope we don't have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the show.